It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. I am just thrilled and excited to see my beautiful guest with me today. I have not seen her in a few years, but I am so grateful for social media. And I just want to welcome Rowena. Rowena, welcome to my podcast. Oh, thank you, Elaine. I'm so excited to be a part of it. And for those of you who can't see her, I, I, I wish I could just show her to you right now because she is stunning and just, she's like sunshine in my little office right now. So you, it's just lovely to see you, Rowena. You as well, Elaine. You're so kind and thoughtful. Thank you. Now, I have always admired you on social media because I love Instagram and I love what you do. And in this crazy time of, it feels chaotic and different. And I don't think people are getting used to it, even though we've been in a pandemic for a year. But I would love for you right now to share with my listeners, our listeners, what you do and how you got to this point in your life go for it sure great oh, well i started off organized and i just want to give you the good news is that you don't have to be born organized but for whatever reason i was and as a little girl when i would go off to brownie and girl guide camp i would organize my camp area and keep it all neat and tidy and have lots of systems and they didn't have a badge for being organized that is too bad <laughs> yeah i know maybe by now they do who knows and so they gave me an award and it was a pencil and a pad of paper that was fancy very nice and I coveted that i coveted it for years i'm going to tell you probably until i was in my early 30s i kept that Wow. as a sentimental memento of being an organized girl guide. That was your first recognition right there. My first recognition. Yeah, my first recognition. And as a teenager, I kept my place organized, my, my room, and I would organize it all. And then I would invite my mom up and I'd make tea and I'd have her in my room for tea and I was a bit of a goofy kind of a teenager because, you know, all the other teenagers were out doing who knows what. But <sighs> you know, the good news is, Elaine, that we can learn how to be organized. We don't have to be born goofy and, and be an organized sort of guru right out of the chute. I love it. I love, yeah. I love yeah. it. that, you know, that you were born organized, but that you don't have to start off that way, that it can happen for you as well. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's a learn. It's something that can easily be learned for sure. And then I, at, at the tender age of 19, I became self-employed. I've always been self-employed, but I became self-employed with a direct selling profession with a, a large cosmetic company. And I was very, very successful with that company going into senior management and being top in sales. And I attribute that to the fact that I had systems in place 
and I could follow up with my clients and I, you know, had uh, record, good record keeping and all of that sort of stuff. And that's what, because when you're in the direct selling profession, any profession really, you need to be organized or it's better to be organized because then you're going to be more successful. I, I love how you use the word systems. And that is so true. I think every business is made out of systems. And and as a, a scattered, as scattered as entrepreneurs, and I say this because I'm also an entrepreneur, we can, we can get easily scattered, distracted. And unless you have systems, it isn't going to thrive, grow, expand, survive. And you know, I've heard it many a time that you aren't selling a business, you're selling your systems. So that's an excellent reminder for the entrepreneur who's listening. But even if you're not an entrepreneur, right, you are at, at home and you're raising a family, there are systems that need to be in place. Otherwise, it does get chaotic really quickly. Yes. Yeah, it's so important. Systems are great for all areas of our life. That's for sure. And what I noticed, Elaine, was that because I was in senior management and I had this huge team and I noticed that they weren't producing what they wanted to, they weren't as successful as they wanted to be. And I thought, okay, there's something missing here. There is a missing link. And I could only put my finger on the fact that it was that they weren't organized here. They were, you know, had their day job, maybe kids, and then all of a sudden, they're bringing the business into their home uh, part-time. They want to sell something on the side for extra income. Well, you need to have a place for that and a system set up for that and have good time management. And so I started to train and educate all of my team members on how to be more organized and how to set up good time management and productivity tips. And that morphed into my business of getting it together, gettingittogether.ca. And for the longest time, I married the two together. I was able to do the direct selling profession and do the decluttering, getting people organized. And then at some point, uh, I just decided, okay, I'm going to step back and not be full-time in the direct selling profession and put all my effort and focus on my, my business and created a CD and an organizing binder, a website, you know, all the things that come with uh, starting off a business and networking and meeting people and doing speaking engagements and coaching and producing an ebook and all the things that you've done too, Elaine, you're like the road runner. You, you're a good example for us to follow. And that's basically brings me to where I am today. It's, uh, you know, all those steps along the way. I love it. And I actually have your binder and I use your binder and I love it. it keeps us organized every single day, right? I love that you could just flip to that page and you find the notice for that field trip or whatever it may be. And I, I love what you do. And so thank you for your contribution to our, our planet. So Rowena, you're, you are awesome. And I'm thrilled for you to, to keep sharing your, your strategies and, and ideas here because we all need help and we all learn from each other. And I know that recently you've been, of course, speaking about how to move from overwhelm to calm. 
Can you tell me more about what you mean by moving from, and how do you do that? How do we move from the overwhelm to calm? Yeah, it's a great question, Elaine, because I think that people realize with being in quarantine or being, you know, stuck, quote, stuck at home, people working from home, I think that this time last year, everybody went into complete overwhelm and thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to work from home? How am I going to have the kids around full time and my spouse around full time? And I noticed that a lot of people were just in full on overwhelm. And even prior to a pandemic, people have been in overwhelm. I like to take my clients from overwhelm to calm by helping them first and foremost, get their physical area organized. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that later on, but getting your physical space organized because it's very challenging to walk into a room, into your office, into your bedroom to do what it is that you need to do in that room if it's just full of stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the main things that we need to do is we need to really clear out our minds as well. So we need to clear out that physical space so that we can work in that physical space and live in that physical space. But then to take us from the next step from going from overwhelmed to calm is to do what I call a mind dump. Mm. And a mind dump is where you take a piece of paper and you just write everything that's going on in your head. There's no right or wrong about how to do this mind dump. You just write everything down that's going on in your head or, or things that you need to do or future goals that you want to look at. Mm -hmm. And you write it all down on this piece of paper and clear out the clutter and the overwhelm mm -hmm. from your brain. Now, I find myself, I need to do this about once a quarter. I find that it kind of builds up. It was kind of like doing a cleanse. You know, kind of builds up and then I do a mind dump and then I carry on with the next quarter. Now, once you've done that mind dump, Elaine, you, you look at all the things that are on there and you take a red marker and you put the letter A beside the things that only you can do and nobody else can do. So this podcast, preparing for this podcast is only something that I can do. Mm -hmm. But doing my laundry or uh, planning a trip, because I'm being very hopeful that we're going to be traveling, planning a trip, I can delegate that to my travel curator. She can do that. Mm -hmm. And all those things that are on your mind dump, you put a let the letter A beside the things that only you can do and nobody else can do. Interesting. Then you put the letter B beside the things that if you get all your A's done, you'd like to do the B's. Okay. And then the C's are, of course, all the things that, you know, one day, someday you might get to. Okay. But, you know, these are the things that you can, you know, you need to look at what can you delegate. B's and C's you can delegate quite often. And, you know, a lot of times, I'm, I'm sure you hear it too, Elaine, where, you know, entrepreneurs will say, well, you know, I don't have the extra money to spend on, you know, having a housekeeper or whatever the case might be. But, you know, this is short-sightedness because if you 
pay somebody to come in and, for an example, clean your house or do some office work for you, that's freeing you up to put all of your energy into what you are, your gifts are and where your strengths and talents are and putting it towards your business and magic starts to happen. That's awesome. Those are great reminders. I, I love your mind dump uh, strategy and thinking, can I use that weekly or is that too often? <laughs> well, you have a very busy life and you've got children and a partner and a household and a business or two or three. And so if you need to do it once a week, then you do it once a week. It's whatever works for each individual. I do it once a quarter because, you know, I don't have children and all these other things. But if I, I think if I had your lifestyle, I would probably be doing it once a week. And I would be sitting down with my spouse or partner and maybe even the kids and just, you know, doing it as myself, but then getting the family involved to see who can help out in what areas. Love it. That sounds awesome. I love that so much. Great, great strategy. Just, just right there. Your mind up. Love it. Now, I'm sure you get asked this all the time. Is it important to have a to-do list? And, and what, what would you say are your top three tips? to tackling that to-do list. And it might be related to the mind dump as, as I'm thinking of this right now. Right, well, you're, you're exactly right because if on the mind dump, let's just say it says do taxes because we're getting close to tax time. Now, then you would extrapolate things from your mind dump and put them on your daily to-dos. You wanna take a look at your week and see, okay, when is it that I can do my taxes? Now, first of all, we need to break that down just a little bit because doing taxes means getting your receipts organized. It might mean getting all the things that come in the mail and getting those all together. It might mean contacting your accountant. So under your mind dump, once you take that, you know, do taxes, you then move that to another part of the page and list the, the tasks that go along with doing your taxes. Because if you wake up tomorrow morning and you see on your to-do list, do taxes, it's too overwhelming. Yes, and we're not sure where to start. And quite often we don't start. And we think it's gonna take so long, so then we don't do it. But if on your to-do list tomorrow, it said, uh, you know, add up all the receipts from, you know, 2020, and input into a spreadsheet ready for the accountant, Doable. then you would put how long you think that task is gonna take. Mm -hmm. And you would schedule that time in your appointment book as though it were as, impor as important as us having this meeting today on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And that you're gonna keep that appointment with yourself. So tomorrow morning from 10 till 12, you're going to do your spreadsheet and get it ready for the accountant. Love it. Or is that something that could be delegated to a bookkeeper, to a teenager that could sit and add up receipts? Absolutely. Brilliant. Absolutely, right? So the, the tips to a to-do list are most importantly, never have more than five things on your to-do list, five or six. There was a fellow that he created an idea He made millions off of it. I think he did pads of paper it was called the six most important things to do 
And they came up with this magic number that six is the import, most important things to do in a day is plenty. And you itemize them based on priority. And, you know, quite often we overestimate what we can get done in a day. Yes. And so maybe you're only going to get four of those things done today, but then you would take number five and six and they become number one and two tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No. And these are work-related things. You know, you have to have a to-do list that's personal and a to-do list that's work. Don't put it all together because then that's when you end up, you know, working on your, your next proposal and running and putting a load of laundry in. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, getting interrupted like that is not a way to get your to-do list really? accomplished. I love that. I love that you said, you know, take that big task and make them into smaller chunks that are doable. Otherwise mm -hmm. you will waste a, a day and having done nothing. Yeah. It. But when you are choosing those top five or six things, and it's such a good feeling when you cross them off because you have accomplished something because it is very easy, right? To fill our day up with busyness and feel like we've got nothing done. But love love that there's like no more than five. What, what would you say is your second or third tip? Uh, for your to-dos, I think, you know, really prioritizing on there. So having, when you have your life in priority of, let's just say, faith first, whatever your faith is, family second, career third. This is a well, a way to have a well-rounded balanced lifestyle. So when you're looking at your to-dos to see if the things on there fall in alignment with your values. Mm. Love that. I I just, I, I love that you categorize that. Um, sorry, I wasn't sure if our screen froze for a moment, but it's all good. But I, I love that you said, you said, you know, to be well-rounded, right? Whether it's, you know, having your faith and then family and then work or, mm -hmm. or friends may fall in with family, but, but aligning your priorities with your values. And, you know, and that's a great place to start because sometimes people say, well, I don't know where to start. And I, I love that you just gave us a, a, a target. So that is always very helpful to have a target to start. And your third tip for tackling that to-do list. So we have, you know, no more than five prioritize. And what would you say is your third? Well, the third one is probably the most challenging for, for most people. And that is the discipline. Mm. It's the habit you have to have the dis you can't have a to-do list and then just not look at it or a to-do list and think that things are going to get done by themselves <clears throat> it's about you know taking action you got to take that next step uh you know if you've got systems you got to use your systems if you've got a to-do list you've got to read it and check the things off so it's about being disciplined and taking action Yes, and making it a reality, right? Otherwise, it's just a hope and a dream and a wish. But unless you take action, they don't become into reality. And I love that. That is an excellent third tip to tackle it. Take action on that list that you have prioritized. Now, we were talking about the overwhelm of paper and working, whether it's in your home office or at the office. 
do you have some certain tips that you always share with your clients when they say, look, I have a home office or this is where I work and I need help. Like, what would your, your top tips be to helping that business person or person with a home office organize their crazy load of paper? So whether it's a filing system or just all that paperwork that we have, what would you say to do first? Right. Well, you know, Elaine, it's so interesting because with the invention of the computer, they said that we would be paperless. Huh. And in actual fact, we have 20% more paper. No. And that's because people hold on to paper out of fear. Hmm. Uh, you know, that what if they can't find it when they need it kind of thing, but they still can't find it because they don't have a system set up. So first and foremost is to work at making your office as paperless as possible. Hmm. And, you know, we're being forced into that, whether we like it or not, because most large corporations have gone paperless with their bills. And that means that you need to have a system set up on your computer where you're putting those receipts into a file. So the file on your computer would look exactly like a file in a filing cabinet. Ah, interesting. And you don't want to get all technical with how you're going to label these files. You want to label your files, whether they're paper or electronic. You want to label them so that if somebody were to come and sit at your desk, they would logically go, okay, this is where Elaine keeps her invoices this is where elaine keeps her bills her receipts i can now work on doing her spreadsheet brilliant so having those things labeled in a an orderly kind of i'll say quote normal fashion don't get fancy with your labeling with your wording so really working with going as paperless as possible setting up systems where you can put those papers into and and only having a few files. You don't want to have loads and loads of files on your computer or loads of files in a file drawer. I suggest basically you've got, you know, to read. There's always stuff that comes across our desk that we want to read. And if you put it into, if it's a paper folder, I date it. And if it, if it hasn't been read within the month, chances are you're not going to read it. It might have been important at the time that it came into your office, but is it important now? And can you get that information from someplace else when you need it? Mm -hmm. you know, quite often when I'm organizing somebody, they'll say, oh, I just, I love this article on, you know, how to do a cleanse. I think, well, okay, you could Google that. There's, you know, a gazillion things out there that you can get information on, on how to be a better businesswoman, how to do a cleanse, how to get your kids to eat vegetables, it's all out there. Yes. I encourage people to use Google. Google needs to become their friend. Yes. Absolutely. But not print it off. Once you find something, you don't need to print it off. The information is going to be in your brain. And if you've done a brain dump, the information is going to be in your mind when you need it it's going to clearly come to you if you have organized your mind organized your place and your present 
then that information is going to come to you. I love it. I love it when you, I have to remember that don't feel like you need to print it because yeah. I am guilty of that. I have this online ticket to this event, but yet I feel compelled to have to print it out just in case. I don't know for what, but I do. And you're so right. Like we don't need to, to do that. And I, I love the doing the online files instead of having a paper file. Mm -hmm. And the fewer the files, the better. Love it. Brilliant. Just in case are the three deadliest words. So you want to eliminate that right off the bat. Okay, goodbye and words. <laughs> what's that, Elaine? I think goodbye to those words. Goodbye, just goodbye, in case. Goodbye, yes, let's kiss those words goodbye. Uh, the other tip that I would give to people is to use color coding. Uh, you know, especially there's a lot of entrepreneurs in your group that have multiple businesses or they've got kids that are in events and they've also got a business and they've got their spouse or maybe they're taking care of their in-laws health. And, you know, if everything's in a manila file, then it doesn't stand out as much as if you've got Easy Daisy in blue files and everything pertaining to Easy Daisy is in blue files. Mm -hmm. Everything pertaining to your kids is in green files. Yeah. Everything pertaining to your house is in yellow files. Love it. And everything that's pertaining to your parents or um, you know their, their health or your health or something like that is in red files. So color coding it, then you can also color code on your computer and have your files set up that way. Brilliant. Love it. I love the visual aspect of that. And it brings me back to the days of when I was a classroom teacher and I would do exactly that. I kept very little in the students' desks so that the, to avoid the clutter and the waste of time when they can't find something, but I would color code everything so that everything math related was blue, everything science related was green. And it was so easy and relaxing for the kids because they knew where to find everything. And everything had its place and you would be able to find it when you need it and put it back when you are finished. I love those tips. Was there anything else you wanted to share with relating to organizing paperwork? Well, on my website, people will find the one to 31 organizing binder, which is helpful for, you know, if you do have kids and lots of paper coming across your desk, uh, if you've got follow-ups that you need to do, if you're in that type of business where you get, you know, entry forms from a trade show. Uh, so that does help for keeping, you know, somebody organized. Absolutely. Again, it's about having a system and I suggest that you take the last 15 minutes of your work day, every day, the last 15 minutes, and you prepare your desk for the following day so that you're not coming into a big jumbled, mumbled mess. And then you go, oh, where do I even begin? It's, it's somewhat like waking up in the morning and all the dishes are there from the night before. You know how horrible that feels. And it's just like, oh, now I've got to get breakfast ready and I've got all these dirty dishes here. Right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I say, take those 15 minutes, file what papers you need to file, put away receipts in your receipt file system, uh, you know, delete a couple of emails, 
you know, and, and just have everything so that it looks pretty. It steps up to greet you when you walk in the next day. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I love it. When people ask me to speak about parenting and how to make mornings easier, I always say that it actually starts the night before. And that's how you make your morning easier, starting the night before. So I love that making, taking that last 15 minutes to organize it so that it's ready for tomorrow. Brilliant. And, and what a great way to start your day. And you kind of want to be at your desk instead of walking in circles around it because you just don't want to touch those dirty dishes. And so, yes, great. And I love that uh, comparison. Now, of course, we're approaching spring, and I know that many of our listeners are saying, okay, that spring cleaning is coming, and what are the first three things that you would suggest doing in, let's say, our home? What are those top three things to say, okay, spring cleaning is something on your brain this weekend. What should you do? Well, spring cleaning is on your brain this weekend. You want to pick the area of your home that's bugging you the most. So take an inventory and think, okay, is it the garage? Is it the kitchen? Is it my bedroom? And then that's the area that you want to start in. Excellent. And you want to stay focused in that area. Because let's just say, I always like to start in the kitchen for, for homes because that is the area that is used every day and a lot throughout the day. If you, if you open up a kitchen cupboard and you find, you know, a hammer and nails and duct tape, and you think, what on earth is this doing in the kitchen? This has nothing to do with food prep. So it needs to go into the garage or into the utility closet. And what you want to do is you want to just take those items and take them to the zone that it's going to. The key here, Elaine, is that you don't stay in that zone. You don't then get lost in the abyss of the garage and go, oh my gosh, I'm going to just, you know, get rid of some of this old paint and, oh, I need to recycle these bottles. So easy to do that. Yes, indeed. So easy to do. So then people get overwhelmed and they don't stay focused to the task. So staying focused to the task is key. That is the number one tip, staying focused to the task. Love it. Love you it. want to also start off maybe in baby steps and do 15 minutes a day. On my website, I have these 15 minutes to freedom. Beautiful. So in your kitchen, you in 15 minutes, you could take care of your coffee cups. You've got all these coffee cups in there. And what do we do in the morning? We move the coffee cups around until we find our favorite one. <laughs> Is that true? And, and so then you, you pull out your favorite one and you push these other ones aside. The ones that you pushed aside might be broken or cracked. Well, are you keeping them just in case? What, just in case I come over, you're going to give me a broken or cracked one? No, that's not going to happen. Goodbye cups. Goodbye coffee mugs. Get rid of them. How many coffee mugs does a gal need or a household need? My husband has a rule when a new mug comes in, two must go, <laughs> but, but yes, so true. And I, I love now it's going to stick in my head, Rowena, when I hear those words, just in case. And when I say it to myself, I should print it just in case. No, no, I won't. No. I won't. Yeah. You got to have faith, faith in yourself 
that you're going to be able to find it when you need it and faith that it's, it's just all going to work out. Love it. I love that so much. So staying, staying in a zone, doing 15 minutes and then asking yourself these three key words when you, when you pick up something. So, you know, here's a coffee mug, you know, what's the value of keeping this coffee mug? Well, the value is that, uh, you know, it's used. It's used every single day. Uh, is this costing me anything to keep this? Well, no, because I, I use it. It's not costing me stress or anxiety or anguish. It's not uh, taking up more space in a cupboard that's full. And what's the purpose of keeping this? You know, what's the purpose of keeping this? Well, to have my tea in. What's the purpose of keeping my water bottle? To have my water in. What's the purpose of keeping this necklace? Because it's got a lot of meaning to it, to me. Uh, it was bought on a special occasion and I really, really love it. Mm -hmm. And so using those key words, the value, what's the value of keeping something? What's the purpose of keeping something? And then most importantly, being ruthless. So if you have, you know, let's take water bottles. A lot of ha families have tons and tons of water bottles. Mm -hmm. A person can only use one water bottle at a time right. that I'm aware of. I can only drink from one water bottle at a time. Yes. And the more water bottles you have, the less responsible you'll be about making sure that you take this with you and that you bring it home with you. Absolutely. I'm always so surprised at the gym or places where they've got tons of water bottles and say, you know, lost and found. I know. And schools too. Like I we just yes. email with like photos of all the things that lost and found. Yeah. How are people not missing their pants? <laughs> like, why are your pants in this picture? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we have too many. I, I just don't understand. And and you're right. Like, you know, we are we are all so blessed. But we can't be ungrateful to the point where we leave things behind because we don't care about them anymore yeah. that, that irritates me and so an excellent reminder of of being ruthless and say well you have one my husband is an excellent person for that like he taught me so much in our marriage of you don't need two pairs of boots and you have a pair of boots so true I, I am a different woman because of my husband <laughs> because it's like why do I need two coats I do have a coat and that is my husband's mentality and you know and hopefully it'll trickle to our children because my daughter has a lot of shoes but and then there's my son who has one pair of shoes because he says he has one pair of feet and and i get it but i just am in awe of that and i'm like you have one pair of shoes yeah. literally he does he has that and flip-flops and i just don't even understand but there you go <laughs> <laughs> we're all different and it's you know it's whatever works for you if it's causing you a lot of grief because you've got so many shoes and they're all strewn all over the place and you know they're wrecked or you're not wearing half of them or it's costing anguish in your relationships then that's when you need to do something about it mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know? but if you've got you know 
10 pairs of shoes and they're all nicely lined up and you look at them and you like them and you wear them and you use them. You see, a big part of what I do, Lane, is for us to educate. There's so many people in our area that are living below the poverty line and don't even have one pair of shoes, mm. let alone food on their table. In, you know, in Canada, this should not even be heard of. And yet it is, and it's becoming more and more prevalent with being in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and so a big part of you know, my mission is to live simply so that others may simply live. Oh, I love that. It's beautiful. Yeah, live simply so others may simply live. And don't let possessions possess you. Love it. Love it. That's beautiful. I I hope you, well, you know, I want to tweet that, but I'm not going to tweet right now. But both both statements are just beautiful. And, and what a, a beautiful way to end is to live simply so that others can simply live. And, and don't let your possessions possess you. I... I love both those comments so much and you are truly uh, an epitome of, of the beauty of those statements and and i thank you for your contribution to to my life and to others that you you touch in in your journey and if people wanted to find you rowena where could they go right now they would just simply go to getting it together.ca getting it together.ca i do have a free ebook that they can download i do a monthly blog and i also would like to offer your listeners a free 15 minute discovery session Mm. so that i can answer their questions and concerns and challenges and help them get on the path of downsizing decluttering and setting up systems I love it. Thank you so much. I will have your website um, and contacts in our show notes so that for our listeners who are hiking or driving right now, they can uh, simply go to the show notes as well as remembering the gettingittogether.ca website where they can find you uh, if they're looking right now. Rowena, you are lovely and you have been my sunshine today. And so thank you. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm always honored for you to, to be a part of, of our stories and lessons that we learn every day from our amazing guests. And I'm also very grateful and honored if you wanted to leave um, a review or a five-star rating on iTunes that helps this podcast to show up uh, higher as well. And I'm just so grateful. Rowena, thank you. And I'll let you say goodbye to our listeners as well. All right. Thank you, Elaine. Goodbye to everybody. Uh, Enjoy the journey of getting organized and staying organized. It is a daily practice. It is a daily practice. And I love that you started this conversation with you don't have to be born organized, but you can you can absolutely start any time. It's never too late. And And I'm happy to help them get that way. I love that. And I do hope that people will check out your free um, ebook that is the top 10 tips of organizing your life like who does not need that so please do check out rowena's website at gettingittogether.ca and thank you again for joining us today and rowena thank you so much thank you all right have an awesome day everybody bye for now bye